parents were the first people to put me on um put me on to every like everything whether it was like clothes or, or music and stuff Carlo is like he is sick like, he just does his own thing you know he doesn't really even do features and that's like I just see that kind of like kind of like me like I have three projects and I don't have a feature on any of them you know trying to drop Kill Street before my Boy Wonder album release cuz I'm doing a collab album with Boy Wonder so that's going to be coming after Kill Street so this is just something to hold the fans over you know for them to take in enjoy but I, I fuck with a lot of UK artists like Fredo I listen to a lot of Fredo uh Digga D yeah there's bear artists over there I've been listening to UK scene from like early like from the 6 7 days like Yo 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 so listen let's get straight into this this is the hip hop raise me podcast with me today I got my guy Killy what's going on man how you doing I'm doing good brother I'm doing good thanks for having me All right so where you at right now Right now I'm in Canada I'm in uh, I'm in I'm on, on the west coast so I'm in Vancouver right now I just came out here to record music and stuff Right okay okay so like So you're in Canada right now recording, right? Yeah, yeah. So what was was it like in that that part of Canada cuz all we know is about Toronto, like the rest of the world like Toronto's obviously on the map right now. So like yeah, what facts. what's Vancouver like? Vancouver's a vibe like you know it's it's our it's the west coast, right? So it's as far west as you can go in Canada. So it's not like LA but if it was compared it would be like Toronto would be more like New York and then Vancouver would be like the the LA of Canada, you know? So right, right, it's right. more like kickback like oceans, you know, mountains. It's a nice vibe. I like to come out here and record and all that. Okay. And then what was it like growing up in Toronto? Like what was it like like in terms of just the lifestyle and everything? Well, like I mean, I enjoyed my time in Toronto but there's like What do you mean like specifically like music or just whatever? Like I mean yeah. I, I I just want to get like I just want to I just want to get like an understanding just like of what it was. Like I'm from the UK. I know yeah, yeah, like yeah. what that US lifestyle is like and everything else but yeah. yeah, for yourself like just from the perspective of Toronto. Well, Toronto's a cool city for the fact that like it's a cesspool of culture. It's kind of similar to London a little bit like There's a lot of different cultures in Toronto, you know. So, um when I was living in Toronto, I was like immersed into I had every type of friend like from nationality wise, you know. So, it's just it's a good city like it's a good city to to like I guess the music scene's bubbling now, right? So, I don't know. It it's a good city to like make music in, I guess. Okay. How how did you get your first introductions to hip hop? Like where where did you first hear it or like who was it that showed you about it? My Dukes, like my Dukes they're young, right? And so they had me when they were 20, so all the music they're playing wasn't was more like like 90s hip hop and stuff or reggae um like jazz, a lot of soul music. So my my Dukes were the first people, to, my parents were the first people to put me on um put me on to every like everything whether it was like clothes or or music and stuff 
Okay. Yeah. So what? Who? Who is the rapper that stood out to you the most? Like, who was it that that really like caught your ear when you was coming through as a youth? When I was super young, it was Kanye for sure. Had to be. But like as I grew older, you know, you start to get you start to get like widen your horizons more and stuff. And then when I was a teenager, that's when every that's when I started kind of taking it super serious, right? So obviously, I'm from Toronto, like Drake, The Weeknd. Um, they're a big influence coming up for sure. Uh, and yeah. All right. So, what what would you say your favorite Kanye project is? Holy, that's a tough one, really. <laughs> uh, I, I like um, I like Eight Ways and Heartbreak because you know I'm a, I make music with auto tune and stuff, so that's what like inspired me to make make uh, music with auto tune. Everyone uses auto tune, but at the time, you know, auto tune was a very like like not not everyone used it, you know. Mm. So that's what inspired mm. me to to um, do like that type of style of music, I guess. Okay, so. You're from Toronto, like you you've got you got a very, very sick style and, and you you come through at a time when you know the barriers are down more than ever. Like like but I just wanna know, like, for you coming up as an artist, like, what was that grind like and then trying to break out of just being seen as a Canadian artist or just an artist from Toronto? Cause I I, don't, I look at you more like as a global artist. I don't think, oh yeah, that's that guy yeah. from Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was popping off, like, first popping off, like, four four years ago, Toronto was a completely different, like, the, the progress we made as a city within the past four years has been, like, immense. You know what I'm saying? So, there, was, there wasn't there was really anyone popping out of Toronto that wasn't the big dogs, like, OVO or EXO, really. Like, I can't even remember. Maybe, like, Tory Lanez was starting to, to bubble up and stuff, but... Everyone else was just OVO or XO, so it felt like at first it was like, felt like you know hard, I guess, to find like a lane and stuff. But uh, I guess like an advantage was all those like OVO, the XO guys, they're like older than me, right? I, I was nineteen, eighteen, so there's like a massive lane, I guess, for like the youth, the youth within the city, you know. So I just started throwing parties, doing all that, like basically carved out my own space for myself and my peoples within the city. You know, you know, like, look, what what Drake's done is phenomenal. Like, he's like, yeah, I, he's I don't, yeah, and it's like, what, you know, like I I caught some of Michael Jackson when I was a kid. I caught a scene mm. like when he was, you know, his peak or something when I was a kid. But there's there's levels to like superstardom and yeah. like, you know, there's icons and he's, he's, he's definitely yeah, exactly. an icon and is dope. He's done so much for the UK and obviously he's done so much for Toronto and Canada. But is it, is it like, can that ever, does that ever become like a challenge in itself because you're trying to emerge outside of that? Cause it's like, it's so big and it's so like, yeah, I'm from Toronto as well. Did, did you ever find it was like, you had to go the extra mile to like separate yourself from what was going on or like was that you didn't really see it like mm. no i didn't really see it like that if anything i feel like the like stuff people like drake and um you know open more doors for like people like uh me to come in after you know coming out of canada 
let alone t like Toronto, like all of Canada. There's no artists that really came from Canada, like too tough, especially in hip hop. It doesn't even like seven, eight years ago that didn't really even go together too much, you know, like people would laugh. But now I feel like it's more common, like it's a flex, really. If I tell people I'm from Toronto and I'm in the States or I'm overseas, people are like, yo, that's fire, you know? So I feel like, um, you know, Drake and, and the big icons from our city really allowed it, allowed like people, the younger artists and stuff to come up and, and, and bubble up and have a space to, to capitalize. Okay. Yeah. Like one of your breakout joints was, was Kilimanjaro. Like, yeah. how, how, how did that, how did that come about? Like, how did you, how did that come about? And when did you, when did you know, like, okay, this is going to put me on the map? Yeah, that was my first song, my first music video. So, like, I just spent bare time, like, recording music, I guess, behind the scenes, right? And then, um, I I guess I just recorded the, the video or whatever, and I held on to it for, like, maybe half a year. And then I dropped it. But I, I had a feeling that it would... I didn't know it would maybe, like, do as much as it did, but I knew it would definitely, definitely like, go up, you know? So... Yeah, more of like a person that just tries to do more, say less, you know. So I was just, I've been rapping from like when I was young, young, but I never really dropped no tracks. So I was just waiting to like perfect my craft until I dropped something. And then I dropped that one as my first video and it instantly, you know, went up. Okay. what What's your heritage for like people who may not know? Oh, my dad's from Barbados and my mom's from the Philippines. So Wow, that's crazy. Well, they're both born in Toronto, but my right. grandparents are. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. That's dope. That must give you like a totally different perspective on music, right? Like, for sure. Like, cultures. yeah, for sure. And then just being in Canada too. Like, I went to went to French school, so like, just very different like cultures and languages and everyone. You know, it it all it helps. Like, um, I guess it's built me as a as an artist as a whole. You know, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So you got a new project that's dropped, Kill Street Two. Like, what what was what was the difference from going in to make that as as opposed to your previous project, like Surrender Your Soul? Yeah. Okay. Well, this one is a this one is like a like Surrender Your Soul is my debut project. This one is an EP. So, well, Kill Street is like I had a lot of songs and and uh, a lot of good tracks that from the surrender soul times and then even after that never even got to see the day of light right so i threw in like some old ones that that are hard and then i added new ones and boom i was just trying to make kill streak um trying to drop kill streak before my boy wonder album release because i'm doing a collab album with boy wonder so that's going to be coming after kill streak so this is just something to hold the fans over you know for them to take in enjoy until the the boy wonder album Yo, the way you just say that so casually, like, yeah, the boy Wonder album. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's a big flex. That's a crazy, crazy flex. Trust me, it is. Like, it's a blessing, honestly. Like, that's my dog now, you know? He was one of the first people to ever ever reach out, show me love. Like, I swear he DM'd me, like, like you are talking about Kilimanjaro when I dropped it. Like, he DM'd me right, like, three days after I dropped it, like, 10,000 views, you know? Like, he's been supporting me from the beginning, so... It's just crazy to see it come full circle, you know, like, 
me and him are collabing on a project. I don't I don't even think he's really done that with an artist before. So it's gonna be fire. It's gonna be sick. How how did that come about? Like, what was that conversation like? Was it did, was it you initiating it or was it Boy Wonder? Like, like how? It was just been from. I think Wonder's been trying to find like an artist, probably from the city that he feels like that he believes in, you know. And um, from the first, I like I said, from the first song I dropped, like he was supporting me and showing love. So it it just came about naturally. I don't even remember really having a conversation about it. It just. I just kept recording tracks and then next thing you know, I have enough tracks for a project and now we're doing a project. But what was supposed to happen was before COVID, me, me and him were going to do it like do it in like two or three weeks and just uh, get a get like a rent out a studio for three weeks in L.A., live together, do all that. But then COVID happened the week, literally the week of like we we're supposed to start all that. So it pushed everything back. So then um, we just we we're trying to figure out how to get it out like and get people in the studio like when it was through quarantine right mm -hmm. so yeah now it's coming to now it's coming to fruition for real even though it's a year later um but it's gonna be good it's gonna be good i'm i'm, I'm for that okay so yo sorry i gotta know man so have you started recording or are you about to start recording no 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 we're we're almost like it's it's coming to a coming to a complete like finish right now so it's good, you know. I've recorded. I have most of the songs done for it. Just trying to secure a couple more features, and then, yeah, it's gonna be crazy, fam. Yo, yo, Killy. Like, I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm finding it hard yeah. to process. You're just too chilled about it. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he's one of the greatest producers, and you're just dropping this on me. Like, yeah, you know, we're just trying to do the features. Da -da 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 -da. Like, yeah, fam. Look, it's it's you know for me, it's, I've been. I've been working on it, you know, so I guess like the shock for me isn't isn't there as much because you know that's my dog for real now. So yeah, it's, I'm just excited to get it out, fam. Fuck. Right, that's dope. Yeah. The last time we caught up was at the show in London. That was insane, yeah. right? That was like yeah, that was uh, 2018, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2019 maybe or 2018, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Crowd was crazy, like. Yeah, always has to be. London's always crazy. Like London is always crazy. I rate London. London is fire. Every time I've gone there, I've gone there a lot, maybe four or five times. Like always crazy. Same with Manchester. I did a show in Manchester too. That was fire. So, on 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 this new project, like I see you done the remix for Scarlet. Like, what what made you want to draw for Scarlet? Yeah, yeah. Cause Scarlett is like he's sick. Like, he just does his own thing, you know. He doesn't really even do features, and that's like I just see that kind of like something neat, like kind of like me. Like I have three projects, I don't have a feature on any of them, you know. Um, so like his his come up is very similar to mine in a way where it's just like us creating our own space, like within where we're from, you know, and just building our own our whole like own fan base, like apart from everyone, you know, just. So it's sick to link up and, and give the fans like something like that because he doesn't really do features. I don't really do features, but it just felt natural. And I, I met him at a festival festival when I was over there in Europe. So it just came together pretty natural. Right. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's crazy. He's, his live show is insane. Like, yeah, he's... I know. And that's why like mine is too. Like, you know, I just seen bare similarities between me and Scarlord and and I just rate his his what he's doing. So 
I had to make sure you know get a track locking a track with him. Right, right. That's that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. So, yo, the artwork for your projects is it's crazy. Where's the inspiration come for that? Well, lately it's been um, yeah, the artist No Paradigm. He he goes crazy, bro. Like, he, uh, it's it's sick working with him because he can just I tell him what exactly like how to do it, and then the way he turns it into what it is, it's just it's fire, you know. A lot of these artists um, they're they don't know that they don't have the vision, you know. Like I'll be working with them, they don't have the vision. But this guy, he's sick. So the past couple ones have been from Dante's Inferno. I don't know if you know about the book. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, I was looking through like uh, a really old copy, like a ninety-year-old copy, and I was just looking through the illustrations so, of it, um, and I was like, "Yo, these are hard," or whatever. And I, I like the book too. There's also a video game I played when I was younger and shit. So. Boom, when I seen all the illustrations, I just thought, like, it'd be sick to turn them into my own, like, my own style um, art, I guess. And then we've right. been doing, like, NFTs, uh, releasing a lot of those arts and stuff. I know a lot of men are on the crypto NFTs and stuff. So, yeah, that's where the inspiration comes from. So. Okay. See, see what you're saying, like, the no features thing. Like, yeah. is that is that, like, is that... Do you feel like that's that's more important to do that so you define who you are or you just done some fuck everybody else shit? Fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I guess it's one of those where it's, it's just like, I don't really make music for anyone else, you know? Like, I make music for the people that... I just like making music, like, for me. Like, even if I wasn't getting... Living off of this, I'd probably still make music, you know? So, mm. I guess... When I make music, for me, it's hard. Like, I don't know if you listen to some of my songs. Like, it's hard to picture, like, other artists on them sometimes, you know? Like, so, I don't know. It's just, I have to, like, go in the studio and put in the effort to make a song to get someone on it type shit. Hmm. So, yeah. So, doing this project with Boy Wonder, when you're saying you're waiting for a couple of features and stuff, like... Was that more? Was he like, "Yo, Killy, let's do this"? So was it a joint thing or like, how did? Yeah, it's a it's a joint thing. It's a Killy and Boy Wonder album. Like we're both artists on the album, so he he has like a as much say as I do, like with everything. You know, if he doesn't like something, if I don't like something, you know, we work together and and uh, fix it or change it or whatever we have to do. You know, so yeah, and then boom, he he's using like he's Boy Wonder, so you know, he has a lot of connections. He has. Uh, like everything so he's just definitely advising me and guiding me you know he's been in this way way longer than me so yeah what 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 was like the one thing that you learned from working with him like what's the most significant thing that you picked up that you're probably going to apply to what you do on a day-to-day or when you're next time in the studio or doing a project uh just have fun like enjoy it you know like it's yeah we're trying to make records and we're trying to we're trying to go crazy, but at the end of the day, like, it, it shouldn't, it should be fun, you know? That's, like, one thing I feel like a lot of artists, well, actually, I don't know a lot of artists, but just me, like, I, I'm, like, such a perfectionist, you know? I, so, I don't know. The way I be working sometimes, it, it's not, like, it's a work thing. It's not fun, like, but you have to just always remember to stay grounded and enjoy, like, at the end of the day, it's a blessing, right? So, hmm. you just have to remember that. Okay. You've been to the UK a few times, been back and forth, done shows out there, tore it up. 
Is is there any other artist that you're feeling out there? Uh, yeah, Central C's going crazy right now. Right, Central C's crazy right now. I fuck with him. Uh, Kill Streak Two, the project that I just dropped, AJ Tracy, is a is gonna be a feature, or is a feature, depending when this comes out. And um, yeah, fuck, I fuck with a lot of UK artists. Fredo, I listen to a lot of Fredo. Uh, Digga D. Yeah, there's bare artists over there. I've been listening to UK scene from like early, like from the six seven days, like like yeah. early drill, like. So I don't know. I fuck with the I fuck with the UK scene over there. Okay. SL too. Fuck with SL. All right. Is there is there anything that pops off in the clubs from the UK in in Toronto? Is there anything? Well, it's been quite. I know it's, we've been on lockdown for a minute, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> is there anything that's made his mark outside of? Collaborating with Drake, is there anything that's like got a life of its own from the UK? Oh, uh, I don't know. Still, I all I know is when I was a kid, K Coke in Toronto was the wow. guy. K Coke, the... wow, yeah. Like when we were young, like everyone knew his freestyles on um, fuck, I forget. Well, his YouTube freestyles and like YouTube the the bars, like everyone, everyone knew those, you know. Wow. So, but about recently, I I don't know. Like, I haven't even... Canada's been on lockdown for, like, two years now, fam. It's getting pretty fucked. So, like, <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you about that. Still, like, I can't tell you about that. How, how, how did you... How how were you able to maintain, like, while you was on lockdown? Because I know different people handled it, handled it differently. Like, but did it affect you? Like, or did you just go and record and record and tap in? Yeah, it's just reporting, brother. Like to be honest, I, even me, I'm not like I don't go out too tough or whatever. But so I'm fine in lockdown. Like I'm fine just linking my people's, making my music, you know, living my life. I don't. It didn't really affect me too tough. But um, yeah. I mean, in Canada, it's like a lot worse than the states, right? So I was living in LA when it first started, and then to finish the Wonder thing, I came back to Toronto to finish that up. But um, over here in uh, Canada, yeah, it's way more strict. Like, sometimes they have curfews and stuff. So it's a little different, but at the end of the day, it's, it's soft for me, you know? Mm. I bet you can't wait to get back outside and just do some shows, right? Just go on. Yeah, that's the only, yeah, that's what I forgot. That's the only thing that's, like, fucking with me. It's, like, I miss touring, you know? That's the fun part. Like, the fun part is making music and then performing, right? So I miss, miss touring and stuff, but hopefully I've... Hopefully, I have a European tour uh, booked in September. So, God willing, you know, everything goes right and I'm able to perform. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yo, listen, appreciate you taking the time out for this, man. It's like, and it, you know, like when you came to London, we didn't even get a chance to talk properly because I know your yeah, schedule is crazy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dope to be able to do this, you know, and just connect. No, next time I'm out there, like I said, I have a. I have a European tour in September. Hopefully, everything goes through, and then we can lock in over there. That'll be fire. Yeah, just 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 tap in and, and do do my show. Like, um, and yeah, like just just keep doing your thing. I can't wait to hear this project with you and Boy Wonder. Seriously, that's gonna be exciting. Send, trust me, it'll be the first one to get it. Fam. When it's done, I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah, cool man. That's that's. I appreciate gonna be you for having me. Nah, it's cool, man. It's cool, man. Anytime. I will listen. You stay safe, yeah? Yes, sir.
My name's DJ Semtex. Listen, I've got to give a big shout out to Killy. Shout out to his whole team. Shout out to Chanel for making that happen. Right now, I've got the boss. I've got the exec producer. I've got the person who makes sure this sounds right. Nikita, what's going on, man? So, what's going on? Um, by the way, love this episode, as always. Um, and I'm still in Ghana, so hey. <laughs> You're still on holiday. No, no, no. It's not a holiday. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> hey, so listen, Killy is doing a lot of things out here. He's got a lot happening. Like when we did the arrival show with him a couple of years ago, right here in London, it was crazy. Like the, the, It was like a total turn up. Some of the footage is online from that. But what are you saying? Like, What do you think about the whole rap scene coming out of Toronto right now? You know what? I think it's really exciting. I think it's really exciting. And you know what? He's... What I like about him, and I want to ask you this question, is like, because obviously you did the arrival show with him and then you're catching up with him a couple of years later, like, what has that, what's it been like seeing his growth, obviously from the UK to Canada? But um, I'm excited. And I think some of the stuff that he was sharing with you about what he's got coming up, it's like, it's like, you know what, he's gonna, he's coming with it. He's coming with it. Like, he, he should be in the UK, like, ASAP, as soon as he's allowed to be. Yeah, he's, he's just getting started, I think. You know, he's he's one of them guys who was doing it independently for a minute. He's teamed up with a major label and everything. And I think he's one of them guys who is he's just you know that you know like they say that one fan one one fan a day thing or, or one fan at a time. I think he's doing thousands at a time. But in in terms of what he's doing, he's doing it at his own pace. I think the project with Boy Wonder is really really going to put him on the map. I think that's going to be life changing for him. And I think it's gonna bring total different audience to him. And I'm really excited about that. I want I want to see what happens with that. So, stop. I know. I, well, apparently you're getting the exclusive listen, so I'm sure you already kind of know what it sounds like. So, yeah. I, well, not yet, but as soon as I, you know, as soon as I get it, definitely. You know what? You know what these things though. It's like, it's it, it's a privilege to be able to hear stuff early, but you're not allowed to talk about it. Like it's done in, you know, in in trust or sometimes you just blatantly get told, yeah, don't tweet about it, don't post about it, don't mention this, don't do that. And that that was the case with the DMX album when I heard that like earlier this week before it came out. It was like, it's a bit, I don't know, it gets a bit, sometimes I'm like, I'd rather not hear it. You know what I mean? So you can kind of, when you on Friday, when you can see everyone talking about it, you're getting that experience first. But don't you feel like by the time it comes to Friday you've listened to the project a few times and you can like have a more like a better perspective because sometimes I think people listen to a project once and it's what we were talking about last last week is like listen to it once and they're like oh this is what I think but I think you have to have time to let it sit to like it takes a good three four listens at least yeah and and I was on a zoom with I think it was like 100 other people listening to the DMX album and it's cool because Swiss Beats was hosting it and everything but it's a bit I don't know it's a bit it's a bit it's a bit of a surreal experience but like this this is the times that we're in now you know everything's changing even the way that we listen to music and everything but rest in peace DMX that Exodus album's out now yo what do you think of that you know what I love it I thought on first listen I was there's some tracks where you know where you just go back and you like rewind rewind reload reload but once again, I want to like sit with it. It's only been like a day and a bit that it's been out, but 
I want to know what you think to it because obviously <laughs> I know you were playing it on Friday. That's the opinion that everyone wants to know. So yeah, what do you think? What's the Semtex verdict? I don't know, you know, because I don't, I don't know. It, it, you know, you know the problem. I was saying this to someone earlier. Shout out to Def Jeff. I was talking to him in DMs earlier. The problem with 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 great artists, they're always getting measured to their earlier work. So, like for instance, Nas is always no matter what he brings out. Yeah, but it's not as good as Ill Mike. He's always getting that, and I, and I think I think. I think it's the bane of every great artist's life. But I think with what DMX did when he was alive was so powerful. I, I, don't, I don't think anything I was going to hear would match up to that. It's no disrespect to DMX or to Swiss Beats or anything. But I just think that moment when you've been on the grind for years, you finally get put on those first few albums. That's You're pouring your soul and your life into them projects. And I think... I think for artists, that it's very difficult for them to um, match that. So I, I could I could talk about the sex of this album. Of, you know, I could be like, yeah, yeah, it's great, and da 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 da. But if if you're really really asking me, if you really want me to give like like a a true opinion, I I just think it's difficult for any artist who's been in the game for a minute to live up to their first few albums. So it's it's kind of like you know whatever they do is it's always you know it's gonna be cool. It's always going to be cool, but you know it's it's just very very difficult um, to 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 live up to that. And I think DMX he did so much, and I think he poured his soul into so many tracks within a short space of time that um, I don't know, man. I don't I don't I don't think DMX could match DMX. Like, and yeah, that's that's my honest opinion. But it's it's good, you know. I like. I like the fact you've got Jay-Z and Nas on the track again. Um, you know, recently they, they teamed up for the DJ Khaled album. So it's like we've had two Jay and Nas collabos in the space of a couple of months. That's crazy. And I like the joint of Alicia Keys. I think that's a banger. I like what Nas has done on the album. I like what Swiss Beats has done. It's classic Swiss Beats. And, you know, rest in peace DMX. Um... I don't know. They needed to put it out, though. They definitely need to put this out now. So, um, I think we needed it, and also that Lil Wayne feature as well. I I love that. Yeah, Lil Wayne's going in right now. <laughs> really? No, he is. He is. It's it's like the last few things that he's been on. Like what he did on the Khaled album was crazy. Like, is 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 absolutely crazy. So, um, but yeah, make sure you check out the Exodus album. Um, hit me up on Twitter, let me know what you think, or hit me up in the DM, let me know what you think. And I just want to make it clear, I'm not dissing it. I'm not saying anything disrespectful about it. I'm just saying, as a fan though, as a fan of hip-hop, you know, it's like it's like um, Inspector Dex said on, on Triumph by Wu-Tang Clan, you know, die-hard fans demand more. They always do. You know what I mean? No matter what you make, like, the hardcore fans are always going to be like, eh, I wanted more, kind of thing. So, but, you know, Rest in peace, DMX. You know, it's a great tribute to his career, his legacy, and deepest condolences to his friends and family. And big up Swiss Beats because he's gone at the project like a Spartan, man. The way he's produced it, finished it off, got it out there. He's doing all the promo, he's doing the big push on it. So total maximum respect 
to Swiss Beats. But you know, make sure you check out that Killy mixtape, Kill Streak 2, that's out right now. On the UK side of things, Bugsy Malone drops an album, Retch Free 2 just dropped a brand new album as well. So it's a great time for music. There's a lot happening out here. What do you What's... think of the Retch album? You know what? I haven't had a chance to study it. But, you know, it's Retch Free 2 is a legend, isn't it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to marinate on that this week. It's too much, man. It's too much music. It's like there's like fifty tracks came out this weekend. So much music, and I feel like I'm not even had time to like. So tomorrow I'm gonna literally new music Friday. I've got to catch up, but um, yeah, I like the Retro album. I listened to um, I've had like the first listen, and there's a couple of tracks like on first listen that I was like, oh, I really like that. So yeah, same as you want to listen to it for a few few more times, and I feel like that's one thing everyone <laughs> has to do is like just listen to an album and just digest it because by the fifth listen you've got like different favorites and you hear different things in the music as well yeah yeah it's deep it's deep well look i just want to say and um yeah (laughs) (laughs) shout out to everybody who taps into the push podcast it's doing a lot out here oh my god that was so funny (laughs) you know you know like you perfected it though I could do it anyway. You just put me on the spot. <laughs> you want too much pressure? Pressure from Pooh Yeah, it was that. <laughs> listen, man. When that guy tells you to do on the spot, it, it was. I didn't expect it. It was a lot. It was a lot. But you know, I'm I'm just just letting you know. I'm ready to do it anytime now. Okay. Next next time you two catch up, that's how you should greet him when he comes to London. That should be the first thing you say to him. <laughs> hey, and if this is the first time you checked out the podcast, make sure you check out some of the early episodes. Um, Chuck D, French Montana, Buster Rhymes, JPEG Mafia, obviously Pooh Shiesty, um, Duke Juice, Princess Nokia, Fouché. And we've got loads and loads and loads of guests lined up for the rest of the year. And next week, make sure you watch out for Peter Rosenberg. I'm going to be catching up with him. That's going to be a long one. We've got a lot to talk about. Looking forward to that. But Nikita, how's things in Ghana? Um, I'm extending my stay, so they're good. Of course you are. <laughs> I'm extending my stay. Um, no, things are good. You know what? Um, I feel like settled. I feel like I need this first week to settle in and get used to things. And you know what I mean? And get around and understand how things are. But yeah, it's you know what? It's hot. It's, it's warm. It's sunny. And that to me is like enough. So everything else to that is an addition. Yeah, you're busy, yeah? Oh, very busy. Liz, come on now. <laughs> I know you think I'm out here on my jollies, but there's work, there's work happening. Yeah, okay. All right. So we, we talked about some of the artists last week. Like, like you know, you've been out there longer now. You've been in the clubs. You've been in the bars. Like, you've been in the studios. Like, who's popping in Ghana? Who's the hottest rapper in Ghana right now? I ask this question all the time, by the way, whilst I'm here, and you get, like, different answers. And I think we spoke about last week, like, the Ghanaian drill scene and, like, Yartog and um, what's happening there and, like, these artists from Kamasi. And I'm learning all about this now a bit more, as you can tell. But then you've got people say, obviously, like, if you think about, like, overall, Sarko Dia's name comes up all the time. And... um, I think that's 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 a person that always comes up in conversation, but like, you know, the more you go out, you find that you find that there's different sounds and different. You know what I mean? When you go out, it's like 
on the dance floor when the DJs are playing, you're going through this journey in different genres, different sounds. Like I think I mentioned it to you before, like the Macchiano sounds, which like last year I was saying, oh, it's like amazing. But being here, you, oh my gosh, you're sucked into it on a whole nother level. So yesterday, um, yesterday last week, uh, Major League from South Africa did a DJ set here and DJ Maparisa, and I know you know DJ Maparisa, you've got to tell yeah. the story of how you first met in a minute. And um and um, Uncle Vinny, that like, they did an amazing show. And then um, over the last week, I've just been really, like, even though I listened to it before, but listening to what's popping in the clubs, like, you know, it's it's amazing. And then, you know, I can't say too much, but, like, stuff, some of the stuff that we've been working on out here is incredible when you hear the sounds that are coming through. One tra- track that is popping off is King Promise Slow Down. Literally, wherever you go, you hear it, wherever you go. But who's the number one rapper in Ghana? You're out there, you're in the clubs, you're in the studios. Like, you know what I mean? Just right now, who's the number one? Like, you know. Okay, you know what? I'm going to have to say, whenever I ask that question, people, okay, a few names come up, but I think it always goes back to Sarko DA. And it's one of those things that's like, you know, when someone's so respected and whatever he drops, people are excited for it. I feel like his name's always, his name always comes up in conversation. Okay, that that's so diplomatic. In your opinion, who is the number one rapper in Ghana right now? I think keep your eyes on your top. That's I think that's the one you've got to keep your eyes on. Definitely one thousand percent. So he's the number one rapper in Ghana right now. It sounds man, this is pressure, you know. <laughs> Yao Tog, that's what you're saying? Yeah. Sarko D? Yeah. Anyone else? Any other contender? Yeah, Kwesi, Joey B. Like, there's so many. Like, this is the thing. Like, I feel like there's so much talent here that pinning it down. And you know me. I don't even like top threes, top fives. Great music is great music, Sam. There's a lot of great music here. You sound like such a hippie, man. That's such a hippie thing to say, like... Yo, man. (laughs) Everyone's great. (laughs) Can we all just get along? (laughs) <laughs> goodbyes only goodbyes only i'm in the sun <laughs> oh, okay all right well look you know i'm gonna leave you to get on with your holiday um <laughs> <laughs> definitely not a holiday definitely not a holiday all right shout out to everybody who taps in shout out to everybody who subscribed make sure you check us out every monday 6 a.m uk time new podcast and the next episode is going to be joined by my guy, Peter Rosenberg. Make sure you tap him.